0: It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey everyone, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear, and I am super excited today. My guest with me here in the studio is a wife and mother. She's a seasoned professional in the field of teaching with years of experience in school management and leadership. She has a strong track record in developing, growing, mentoring, and inspiring teams that improve student achievement and help them reach their potential. She also just happens to be the new superintendent of Flagler Schools. Please welcome Lashaka Moore. Lashaka, it is great to see you. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you. It is great to be here in the studio. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
0: As am I. So as I was doing some research on you, it, it really, I, I started to have different thoughts in my mind about different questions I thought would be interesting for us to explore. And I'd really like to, to get to know more about you and more about your, your background. So I understand that you're originally from Fort Pierce. I am from Fort Pierce, Florida. How about that? So first, what, what actually brought you to Flagler County?
1: So I got my undergraduate degree at Bethune Cookman University there in Daytona Beach, and um, my husband and I just began to look at this area. Um, we I at that time worked in Volusia County. Um, we wanted to kind of escape the busy busyness of that area and come to a place that was a little bit smaller. <laughs> and that's a lot. A lot has changed in the time that we've moved here to, to Flagler County. Um, and so we we did. We began to look for a home for a to raise our family. And it was one of the best decisions that we made to move here to Flagler County.
0: How about that? So the first place that you found when you came to Flagler County, are you still living in that same spot? No, no.
1: We have moved, since moved. We've been here in Flagler County for um, right at about 18 years. Um, and so we are, we, we've moved um, to a different location, but still love it just the same. And we, we miss our old neighborhood. And we often go back and visit our neighbors there because, you know, they were there and watched as we raised our children, which was um, extremely important to us. And so we still have great relationships with those individuals. Ah, Terrific.
0: That's good to hear. So what is your favorite thing about yourself and why? So your favorite thing about you and why? Okay, I haven't asked that before. Um,
1: I think my favorite thing about me is my ability to look at things and see the good and find the good. Um, I don't typically stay in a negative place you present something to me that is a problem I'm gonna find a solution or something good in it um, I, so I think that is something that's a favorite thing about me um, because that is something that my family often reflects on and says well yeah mom is always trying to get us or you know my husband is always saying that I'm very optimistic and I'm always looking I'm always looking for the good and so yeah. that's something I enjoy about myself
0: I love that that's a that's a great outlook on life now I've been accused at times of only seeing the good and, and almost being to the point of Pollyanna but I'm also grounded in my approach so I realize that look I mean things happen in life right we, we deal with all kinds of things but I think when you're trying to find that nugget that seed of goodness you'll find it we choose I think we see what we choose to see often So, I I love that you brought that up. So, is that something that has always been part of you since you were a child?
1: I think as far as I can remember, I definitely think it has been something that has been unique to who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that regardless of who you speak to, if you speak to someone who's my friend or somebody that, that I work with, they would describe me in that same way, that I am somebody that is always searching and looking for the good. In work, I sometimes call it like the coalition of the willing. Like who are those individuals or where is that place that we can start that we can go for? with. Because I do agree with you that if we look, we'll find good, we'll find a, a way to see things in a better way or
0: get things to a better place. Yeah. And the same can be said for the other side of that coin, right? Absolutely. So <laughs> thinking along those lines, you know, I've you've probably heard the saying before that we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And, And there was a time when I heard that, but I didn't necessarily believe it or buy into it. But through the years, I really have spent more time Thinking about those people that I'm really invested in, the people that I'm having conversations with, and I'm not talking about the people that I just run into every day, but I'm talking about the people that are closest to me that are in my inner circle. So as you look around your circle, if you will, would you say that are, – are they also of a similar uh, mindset so I, I surround myself with
1: a lot of different people to help me um, just to always look at things in a different way. I'm very big on um, understanding and knowing the strengths of the people that are around you so that they can show up as themselves and I can show up as myself. And I'm not upset with you when you show up and you have this perspective and you're not going to be upset with me when I show up and have this perspective. Um, so when I look around me, the people who I, I go to when I'm in a place of really needing um, the the safety of a group. They are definitely people that are going to help me find the good. They're going to they they are people who are going to help me see the bigger picture and get going. They're going to be a safe place for me to go and run to and just need a moment of reprieve. But they're going to be people that are going to find the good and see the good. They're not going to be people that are going to um, highlight the negative or highlight the bad. I just don't surround myself with um, many people like that. and I definitely don't surround myself with people like that in my inner circle.
0: Yeah, good, good for you. I have found through the years that You know, every once in a while, I almost have to let go of certain relationships, or or let's say maybe hit the pause button before I actually let them go. But because we're always changing, right? You're not the same person that you were a year ago, two years ago. I'm not the same person. Yet we all grow and evolve at, at different stages, and I find that from time to time, if I'm around people, that at one point it 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 worked well right it was a good relationship but then i find that i'm i feel like the energy is starting to come down and i have to change things up a bit so i i'm curious from your perspective if you look back over the way that you were raised was there any particular lesson that you took away from your parents that just still comes out of you. You think about it often, and it it just helps guide the way that you live your life.
1: One of the biggest things um, that I learned from my my parents and from my family is that we need each other, that you are not an island, you're not meant to be an island, um, but you are meant to be in community with people. And I think oftentimes, especially when we're struggling, um, we we isolate ourselves and that that just magnifies that struggle that we're in. Um, but my family, my parents raised us in a way that we were very close knit together as our immediate family. But my extended family was also so close and so reachable that it just really taught me that we need each other. And so um, my husband has he has developed that through our relationship. I am very much like the one that will overextend myself or not necessarily overextend myself, but extend myself to others out of second nature. Whereas he is one that is very much um, concerned about that core group that he's responsible for, you know, being, you know, myself and our children. And um, I have a grandbaby as well. Do yes, you? I do. Wow. I do. My daughter um, serves in the Army and she and my son-in-law are out in Fort Carson and we have a grandson there. But – that is that is how he he immediately thinks, where I immediately think of wh- who is our core, who's our core, but what's that extension? And I got that from my family. Mm-hmm. I got that from my family. My parents were very much a place that if you were in trouble, if you needed something, we were always a safe place for you to go. And though there was always um, – there's a lot of us, um, there was always room. We could always make room. We can always scoot over a little bit to um, – be inclusive of you. And so that has helped to shape me really to who I am. I think it's why I look at the work I do um, the way that I do. I think it's why I um, raise my children the way that I raise them. But I also think it's why I have such a love for community in the sense that we think of our community, our neighbors, those who we live and work um, alongside. Um, Because I know and I've seen that we need each other and that together we can be so much more um, successful and even take success out of it. You know, being in community with people can also bring joy to you.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think the point that you just made that we are stronger together, right? It's we. There's a lot of things that we can do individually, right? We can start to create those ripples, but we do need one another. We need community in order to strengthen that resolve and be able to accomplish whatever it is we're trying to do. And, you know, you mentioned the word success. I mean, success means lots of different things depending on who you're asking the question to. So to that point, what does success mean to you when you think about it? And let's Talk personally first. So, what does personal success look like for you?
1: Personal success for me um, looks like me being a person of integrity to my family. You know, I make this comment often that, you know, I just want to be famous in my home. I want my husband, my children, my grandchildren my nieces and nephews, you know, because I talk about family being extended. I want when they see me and they think of me to think of me well. I want them to think of me as somebody who has lived what I have um, also spoken to them, that I have been consistent, that I am somebody who is a good representation of who they are and um, of our family. And so success for me personally is to have a family that speaks well of me Mm -hmm. who thinks well of me that's my that's what the greatest thing of it is to me right and there are things that i do outside of my personal life that also impacts that because i want them to see also in my profession also who i am in the community also who i am to my neighbors i want them to see the same person somebody who is integrous and so success for me is a family that speaks well of me
0: I love that. What a what a great way to articulate it. So as I as you were speaking those words and I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about legacy and as you talk about wanting your, your own family, and even beyond that, to be able to recognize to see the person who you are, the see that you have integrity, the way that you show up to the world, doing what you say you 're going to do, right yes. always continuously learning and trying to trying to to improve wherever you can that to me is very powerful when it comes to legacy because look we can 't hold on to the stuff we have, but what we can do is we can create our mark on the world, and leave a lasting impression that goes way beyond our lives. So I I love that.
1: And legacy is so important in so many different areas. Last night I watched a video from a few years ago where a student, a former student of mine, did a speech about me thanking me. And let me tell you, you talk about legacy. Like that to me is one of my most – it's like the – My Proudest possessions, right? Mm -hmm. Because as an educator, I want to my students, you know, those who I had a direct impact, I want them to know and know me and see the same person and see somebody who they know loves them and cares for them and is integrous and is going to do what is best for them legacy is so important to me. And I would love to come back and talk a little bit more about legacy because that is a term that definitely um, is worth a conversation.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll definitely do that. And Lashaka, we're going to take a brief break here to thank our amazing sponsors. For all of you, don't you go anywhere. We're going to be right back and we will see you here shortly. This is Jay Shear. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur trying to figure out how to improve and achieve greater results? If so, I'm speaking to you. I provide the tools, coaching, and accountability you need to gain clarity around your personal and professional goals, remove the excuses holding you back, build the mindset, leadership skills, and proven strategies to grow your business and become the best version of yourself. To learn more or to apply for my coaching services, call 904-236-0431 or visit jshearbusinessconsulting.com. Um,
1: There's no business like show, business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're
0: about to release our new season of professional touring shows.
1: Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy.
0: All right. We're back. And again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. And I am in the studio today with my special guest, Lashaka Moore. We're having a fantastic conversation. We've been learning a bit more about Lashaka, her backstory a bit. Uh, We talked about legacy. And I want to continue – On that thread a bit. So, you know, we were talking when the camera or cameras, I'm thinking cameras are on us, actually (laughs) microphones, when the microphones were turned off, we were talking about how important legacy is to you and how important character is. Why is legacy and character so incredibly important to you?
1: Because when this is all said and done, it doesn't matter what it is. The only thing that I walk away with is my name, right? And when I walk away with my name, I walk away with the legacy and the impact that I've had on other people. And so when I reflect on my life and on the areas that I've been able to serve um, in the community, um, in my profession, in my home, for me, it's just a, a living legacy. It is, it's actually making sure that I'm putting good seed into the ground because I know that that is going to produce fruit. And I want it to be, um, purposeful in that. I want my children to grow up and be, be productive members of the society. I want my, um, my grandchildren to, to grow up in the same, but I also want that for, the, those that I'm also in community with. I want that for my nieces and my nephews and my cousins and all of those and my friends and their children. Um Legacy is important. Character is important. Integrity is important to me. Um It's the basis. It's the base. It's the foundation of who we are and we need people of integrity. And I think the world is watching right now. They're watching to see how we behave and how we respond and who we are um and our children are watching. And for me, when I think about the global um, group of individuals that are uh, growing right now, I want myself to be a reflection of honesty and integrity and character. Um, that's It's just important to me. All I right. don't know how to really put it all into words.
0: But. I, I think you did a fabulous <laughs> job at that. So when you you know speaking about looking around the world or whether it's just in our community as an example when you see or hear of things that aren't aligned with integrity or character you see uh, people just doing things that you know aren't the right thing to do are are you Do you view that as a learning and a teaching opportunity for your own family, for the people that are around you? And if so, are there any conversations that would be off-topic things that you wouldn't address or use as a learning opportunity with with others?
1: So – the. people call me notable and quotable. I love quotes. I'm always using different quotes, but there's a quote that I have in my office that says conflict usually stems from a lack of clarity. And for me, I, th- I think, and it depends on what role I'm serving in, right? But I believe that there's always room for a conversation. And how do we have productive discourse? How do we disagree and not be enemies? How do we have that productive productive discourse. I know in my role of my job as superintendent, that is something that I want to have. I think there's a a, definitely um, a disconnect with the role and how the public schools have served this community. And I want to have conversation about it. And sometimes there are going to be times where people disagree, but we just let's have a conversation. Let's establish we know success is different, but what is best is also different. What you think is best and what I think is best may be different, but let's have that conversation. And so for me, I think um, depending on the relationship, every conversation is open for that specific relationship. There are going to be things that are going to be hard that we need to talk about, but it usually stems from lack of clarity. But what I see most is we don't know how to disagree. And that's hard.
0: That's a huge point. I completely agree with you on that. And I think that when I, I almost think about giving feedback as an example. So back in my corporate days, you know, giving feedback to somebody, for performance reviews, things like that. It, giving the, learning how to give feedback is one thing. Learning how to receive it is a completely different thing. And I think to your point, understanding how to disagree, but disagree where we can use that as a benchmark to make progress from. And I I think too often today – it's easy to hide behind social media it's easy to be hide behind a a profile but when you come out in the open when you us having a face to face communication i think that is the key to going back to building strong relationships to understanding that we we may believe different things but at the end of the day where can we find the common ground and how do we build upon that that takes people it takes being open minded it takes having the difficult conversations and not being afraid of it and and absolutely. and not being afraid of it's okay to disagree it is okay yeah i i i you know we're both involved in an organization where there's lots of different people who have different beliefs whether it's political beliefs whether it's religious it doesn't matter whatever it is right different beliefs absolutely and we can be respectful enough to open the conversation to better understand because that is how we grow i, I want to understand not to not to poke holes in what you believe but i want to understand why you feel a certain way on a topic because i may not i may not have the same perspective and i need that in order to grow As a human being, grow intellectually, grow in my ability to be more understanding and caring of other people. So I thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that.
1: And I think you said a a key word is we need to have that so that I can understand where I think a lot of people go in is. I'm having this conversation with you so I can convince you to think and believe the way that I am. And for me, it's no. Let's start with just understanding. Let's just, oh, I understand this is what your thought, belief, perspective is on this. That doesn't mean that I always agree, but okay, I'm getting an understanding. And most things we disagree on the topic. But I think we often go after it like I disagree with the person. Like I don't like you as a person. No, I don't, th- I don't believe we don't have the same belief about this topic, but how can you and I as a person still be um, productive in our collective work that we do for this community? That's what's important to me. We, you can, we can disagree on this topic. We can disagree on multiple topics, but what are the things that we can come together with in order to do productive work for the community? Cause that's what it's, it's all about.
0: That's exactly right. And I truly. I truly do believe that we can always find that commonality, that common ground to at least build from. We have to, number one, be willing to. It's something that we have to want and we have to open up the conversation, right? We have to really keep digging deeper and deeper and realize that someone's – the way that someone feels about something or the way that someone uh, – like we, we all carry different biases, right? We, we carry a lot from our own childhoods, from grandparents, from parents, et cetera. So I, I think when we at least open the conversation, that is a really good starting point. And it can often take a long time, yes. right? But we have to <laughs> exercise patience.
1: So We've got to be willing to come to the
0: table. We've got to Willing to come to the table. So speaking of of coming to the table and having conversations, if you had the opportunity to sit down with any one person, whether they are living or no longer with us, who would be the one person that you would want to sit down with? And what is one question that you would want to ask that person?
1: So my, both of my parents are deceased. Um, my mom and my dad both had breast cancer and it is breast cancer awareness month. So get your mammograms, men and women. Um, but I would definitely want to, um, probably have a conversation with my, with my mother. Um, and I would want to, I would want to just sit and know more about what was important to them as they raised us um i think for me personally and that's a, that's just a selfish thing that i would want um, losing my parents at at an early age uh, there's so much about my childhood that I don't remember specifically, and I would want to know so many more questions about that. So it would probably be my mother. Um, I wouldn't choose my dad because I wouldn't get any of the information, but I would laugh a whole lot. My dad was a jokester, so I would laugh. I would walk away not with the answers that I was looking for, but my heart would be full for sure because mm. he would make me laugh, and he would have a lot to say about things he wants me to do for my siblings and getting them under control.
0: Ah, that is beautiful. <laughs> So Oshaka, what would surprise us to learn about you that maybe you haven't shared Ooh, mm-hmm. on this episode? I know. I'm
1: a Florida girl, born and raised. <laughs> I don't know. Most people know that about me. I am one I come from a large family. I am one of eleven siblings. Wow. Yes. And so I said to you, you know, there's always a lot of us. There's always room at the table. We can scoot over and make room for more. Yeah, I'm one of eleven siblings.
0: And, and where did you fall? In I'm terms at the. Of age? I'm
1: like bottom, bottom, middle. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at the bottom of the middle. Okay. Of the pack, yes.
0: Were, were you spoiled?
1: Um, no, my sisters and I were very, um, much more responsible. Our, my brothers were, um, they'll respond, most of them were very responsible, but they were jokesters. Um, and so, not, not spoiled, but we did, though we didn't have a whole lot. When I think back now, as my adult self, we did not have a whole lot. But as a child, I think we—I thought we had a whole lot. Um, but I wasn't spoiled, but I definitely was able to get a great foundation.
0: Mm, fantastic. So, what keeps you up at night?
1: Right now, um, what I think and reflect on most often is the role that i am called to play um, in my job as superintendent um, i've made this comment and i don't know that um it has really people have grasped to it but it's the core of who i am i want to give to this community a school district that they can be proud of and regardless of if they have children within the school district or they don't I know the importance of a school district to a community. And I think what keeps me up at night are all the different ideas and all the things that I want to do and I want done um, and just dreaming about that. Because when I see and think of this district and I see where we will be in a couple years, I see just that. And um, that's what I want to give to this community. That's what I want my impact in this role to be is a school district that our community is very proud of.
0: Well, that is a fantastic vision to have. And again, it goes to me, it goes to legacy, right? Leaving that as a lasting legacy. I think that's beautiful. So I would love it if you would share a challenge with our audience. What would you challenge all of us, including me, to do?
1: I would challenge one on a personal note to be kind to each other. Just operate with kindness find and see the good um as a as the superintendent of schools for Flagler County um I would challenge you and the listeners to pay attention to what is happening um uh, within our school district because a school district is so important to the success of a community regardless of where you choose to educate your children regardless of if you have children that are school age or not um pay attention to what is happening in the school district and speak up with suggestions and ideas that you have that is my challenge be kind to each other find the good and pay attention to what's happening within our schools.
0: Mm, what a fantastic challenge. I appreciate that. And Lashaka, I want to thank you so very much for being here today on Business Minds Coffee Chat. I appreciate you showing up as your true authentic self, showing your integrity, your strength of character, telling us a bit about your backstory, sharing some some familial history <laughs> as well and the way that you you think and the way that you show up. So I want to show you some gratitude and let you know how much I appreciate that.
1: Thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. I did not anticipate this at all, but it was good from my heart. So thank you.
0: I'm so glad to hear that. And for all of you, thank you so very much for listening. And we certainly appreciate it. We will be back here next Saturday morning at 830. And until then, keep learning, keep growing, keep doing the work to reach your potential. We look forward to seeing you soon. Take care, everybody.